Hey, I'm JR. And I'm Mike from the 18 Over Par with Mike and JR podcast. Welcome to season two of the podcast, where we'll continue exploring the sights, stories, and sounds of golf on the prairies, where you'll find some of the most golf courses per capita of anywhere in the world and beer. And Lots beer. of beer. Lots of beer, JR. A hidden gem, no more. Enjoy one of the top stay and play packages in Manitoba at Oak Island Resort and Golf, just southwest of Brandon. Designed by one of the most prolific course architects in the country, you can enjoy over 6,600 yards of challenging and unforgettable golf amidst beautiful prairie wetlands and some of the best putting services on the planet. Once you put it out on 18, relax in one of the four fully equipped cabins on site while your hot dog or burger cooks on the BBQ. Or if camping is your thing, you can stay at one of the nearly 400 fully serviced sites. Book today by visiting oakislandmb.ca. Des and Andrea would love to see you down there and tell them 18 over par sent you and Mike and I will buy you around. That's oakislandmb.ca to book your stay and play package now or click on the link in our pod show notes. It's the 18 Over Par Podcast with Mike and JR. You suck, you duckass. Welcome to 18 Over Par with Mike and JR, proudly presented by Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. I'm JR, he's Mike, and today we're joined by Jordy Lutz, 2018 Golf Manitoba Men's Match Play Champ and current Vice President of the Prairie Scratch Tour and co-host of the Sticks Podcast. All right, well, this is a first kind of uh, two Manitoba podcasts uh, coming together. And Jordy said, uh, even before he came on here, it's nice being on the receiving end of the, the questions as opposed to prepping and, and doing all that fun stuff. A lot of work goes into these goddamn things, okay? Absolutely, they do. I don't, I don't know if people respect it enough. Well, I know people don't respect Mike and I, but maybe they respect uh, what you guys are doing there at uh, Sticks. But nonetheless, uh, we want to give a huge shout out. This guy respects us, I hope. Uh, Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204 515 Three four four six, as well, Jordy. We're going to hook you up with an eight-inch custom cake from the Nick and Nikki group of DQs. You can find them at DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park in the Food Court, DQ Neverville, and DQ Saint Anne's Road. Nicely newly renovated. You can also follow them at DQ Manitoba on Instagram. And a quick shout out: we'll uh, do something else uh, a little bit later, either this week or something. But uh, Oak Island, Oak Island Resort and Golf destination sponsor coming on. Uh, as well. How about so that? I appreciate that. Wow. So I guess, Mike, you spent enough money there that uh, they want to give us <laughs> some of that back, I guess. We had an absolute blast out there, JR, uh, and they treated us so well. And the course is looking so fine. And that was a month ago. So I'm sure it's looking even better. But yeah, shout out to them. Thanks for uh, helping us out here and go see them, go visit them. Uh, they get some, some great uh, golf out there. Have you ever played there, Jordy, or no? I haven't, no. Now's I haven't made my way out that way. Absolutely. I hear great things. 
Yeah, we, I believe, originally heard about it from, was it Hustler? Or Hustler mentioned it, and then that kind of got us on the Oak yeah. Island train, and now I know you and uh, a few of the boys went out there and played, Mike, and now, hey. Yeah, we did we the Westman Tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to make a trip out that way for sure. And, well, let's get into the, the the golf talk. We might even bring up some hockey talk a little bit later, but I know you were prepping for the uh, mid-am, but we'll, we'll wind back the clock here and actually get into how you got into the game of golf. Was it through a parent, a grandparent, or just something for you to do? Oh, yeah, my dad. Yeah, he was a member at uh, Bell Acres back when I was a little guy. And, uh, yeah, he would take me out there and fell in love with it. I just loved being out there. Um, you know, we usually would go out around twilight time so i just fell and fell in love with the aesthetic and just being on the golf course and the beauty that it is like to to cut grass in a way to make it look the way it does and yeah i'm hooked did you ever dabble in the maintenance side of the golf course since you were in of yeah you did okay absolutely i did yeah um i was fortunate enough to work with um Vic Peters, uh, who was the superintendent at the Meadows and his son, Daly Peters. Um, and you know, me and Daly are good friends and he taught me a lot about how you grow grass, how you prevent disease, how you cut it, what it's going to look like when you cut it and all the ins and outs of it. Was that advantageous, uh, for you then, uh, you know, being as, you know, what is your handicap right now? Uh, I think right now it's plus 2.6. Okay. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the the best one that we've had so far on the show. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. You guys had Noel on and Colwyn. Colwyn's got to be. Oh, okay. well, I yeah, know he's, he's a pro but now. Yeah. He's yeah, a he pro now, count. but yeah. Him and yeah. Cockrell don't count. They're the only pros. Yeah. That oh yeah. AC. Oh yeah. No. Yet. Yeah. No. The AC's on a whole new level. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, now Do you we, guys see actually. Yeah. You guys see that he got into the Barbasol. Yes. yes. Very How exciting. How sick is that? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. 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 Super good for, I think for, for Manitoba golf and even when he was on and I know uh, he's done your show at least once or twice. Uh, uh, I think twice now. Yeah. And just to kind of see how, I won't say he flew under the radar, but all of a sudden he's now maybe one of the most talked about or up and coming stars on as a Canadian on the PGA tour or the DP world tour, really any tour in the world, which is, uh, you know, nice to see from a kid from Manitoba. (laughs) No, for sure. He's yeah, he's, yeah, he's just so good and he deserves everything that he's getting right now. So what do do you have in your, your golf bag right now? What sticks are you playing? Taylor made baby. All Taylor made. (laughs) Thanks. Shout out Eric, Eric Johnson. That's right. That's awesome. (laughs) Go ahead. Mike. I I got the things. Yeah, I no, got no. all these pop-ups coming on. I up, I updated from Windows 95 to Windows 11 here, I think, and all, I got all these windows popping up. But, uh, Jordy, uh, yeah, so you, you mentioned your dad. He, he was a big part of you getting into golf. Uh, did you take any lessons when you were younger, or you kind of just you just hit the range and you, you learned from your dad? Yeah, primarily I learned from my dad for sure. He did – I got three – lessons three like i guess like a three pack of lessons from a pro when i was 10 years old and it was a short game lesson and that's like really the only formal instruction i've ever had i've had guys like uh derek ingram look at my swing obviously you guys i'm sure you guys know i work with uh colwyn abdrel mm-hmm. as well and like some of the, like the other players at, at my club like i just have them 
you know, just bounce ideas off them and stuff like that. But mainly, yeah, I've just figured it out. Just put down a ball and just dig in the dirt and figure it out. That's good. Yeah. I wish I had that ability. <laughs> Maybe if I had started or put more work in when I was younger, uh, I, I could have done that as well. But yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I've, uh, I've spent a lot of time, spent a lot of nights. My girlfriend will tell you, she, uh, she hates it that I come home at 10 o'clock at night. Cause I've been on the range for four hours. So I do miss out on a lot of things to try and play good golf. So I can't imagine what it's like to be on the PGA tour and how hard they have to work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, uh, I mean, looking at your, your, uh, stats here, or it looks like you, did you play any college or any uh, golf in high school? Um, like, I, I did, uh, um, the one yeah. high school tournament that we had. Yes. Okay. Um, a, but, uh, yeah, wasn't I took a up, very developed high school golf uh, league in, in Winnipeg here. I don't think, but no, there, there isn't. I know that like, well, for me, I, I went to Maples collegiate, so that's in k-pack um i know like that tournament was like okay i guess there's like a noel played in it and he and he won travis fredberg so like there was guys but they were kind of like after me mm-hmm. so um i played with a guy named ryan pitzel who was a an amazing junior uh he won the manitoba junior um him uh cockerel knows him really well they were on junior teams together and they had a lot of battles um but yeah, no, I, in high school, that was not my primary sport. I didn't play a real, uh, golf event until I was, I think 18 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. So were you just working at the meadows at that time or were you, were you a junior member anywhere prior to that? Yeah. So I, I got a job. My dad got me a job at the, in the back shop of Bell Acres. I think I was 13. I don't even think I was supposed to be working yet, but he got me in there. <laughs> um, and then I bounced around because we moved. I went from there to bridges and then out of high school that I was working at bridges during high school. And then after that, I went to the meadows and started working there for a couple of years and then eventually shifted over to Elmhurst. Yeah. Which Elmhurst getting a lot of love. It's uh, the amateurs there this year. Is it not? So I'm, it assuming, is, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming you'll be playing, playing in that uh, as well as uh, the, the mid am coming up here. So by the time the, uh, this episode drops, uh, the mid am will, will have been over, but what are what do you have to do to prepare for whether it's a mid am or, or any kind of amateur tournament? Um, you know, we got to, I guess, kind of check the boxes and make sure everything's kind of, kind of tight where you, kind of want it to be, you know, in terms of like ball striking wise, uh, uh, how I'm, how I'm curving the ball and just making sure that I, I'm aware of, I guess my dispersions. Cause I use a system called decade where I'm just it aim, you aim here and then you aim for basically your shot pattern. So if, if this makes sense, if I hit 50 drives, my shot patterns, probably I'm going to say 55 yards wide. So I'm aiming at points that allow me to hit that shot pattern. So I just got to kind of make sure that everything's kind of in my shot pattern. And then from there, see the golf course and then kind of make a game plan for there. Yeah. You're my, using my shot uh, pattern is uh, the trees or water. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are you, what are you using to, to help track this? Like I'm guessing there's technology involved here or you got a buddy going out there and measuring it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish. The old Mo Norman days. We have a guy stand out there with a baseball glove and just catch balls. Um, no, um, fortunately, uh, at Elmhurst, we do have a flight scope X three and I am fortunate enough to use it. So, um, you know, I go out there and I hit like kind of like 10 to 15 balls with, with not every iron, but 
you know, most of them. And then, you know, driver three wood, five wood, and just kind of see what my, my dispersion is. And then, and okay. And then I just trust it and say, okay, it's this, this wide. Okay. That's, that's where I can aim. Cool. Mm. Mm-hmm. And are you doing any practice rounds for Granite Hills for the mid-am? I did. I, uh, I drove up there this morning, uh, played at, uh, at noon with a couple of guys, obviously playing in the tournament and, um, it's tight. There's a lot of water. Um, I, I think it's going to be a pretty even par ish going to win. If you can come in at even par for three days, I think you could win. Mm, that's similar if to not, I think not, Aqua last year too, where I know, uh, Sean there set up the course to be uh, pretty tricky. Yes. Yeah, this is going to play difficult in a different way. Mm. That was difficult in terms of hitting the green and judging speed and chipping and out of the bunkers and stuff. Um, because the greens were so pure and so fast, this is going to be, you got to keep it between the trees. And then from there, you got to hit it onto these massive, um, undulated greens that are extremely soft and, well, today they were slow, so maybe they're going to speed them up, but they, I, I was spinning back like eight irons and seven irons today out of the rough. So mm. it's pretty, pretty soft out there. Compared to Elmhurst, I'm sure they, they roll them pretty uh, speedy at Elm, <laughs> Elmy. If I can yeah. say that, I've never been there, but I'm just going to call it Elmy. We're, we're going to have to get you out. We're going to have to get you out. But yes, um, I wish, yeah, I kind of wish that they would brand that more and like get hats made with just Elmy on it. Cause that's how a lot of people know it. Um, but uh, yeah, we will definitely get you out there, but yeah, Elmy uh, um, we've had a lot of rain this year. And fortunately for, for us, like it's still like we have to water every day and, um, and it's firm and fast. Like it's, it's just so nice being built on a sand hill where everything just drains away. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's very different from playing it at Elm, but, um, I'm excited to uh, see how my game stacks up this year. Is this, was that your first time playing granite? I assume you would have played it before. No, no, I, uh, I've played it many times actually. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's a very, it's a, it's, it's beautiful. I don't know if you guys have been there or any of your listeners have, have been there. And if, and if you haven't go, because it's probably the most scenic course in Manitoba, it's gotta be, it's gotta be. Certainly. Yeah. I've been there twice. Um, but yeah, they were, uh, <laughs> There were uh, busy days. We'll, we'll say, I don't know, lots of drinks we had those days. So, uh, but we'll have to get back out there and have a, have a competitive round. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> because like the last, the last four holes are all on the lake and it's just, it's, it's unbeatable really. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, no, certainly, certainly is. JR, where are you going with oh, this? Oh, well, I was just going to say I lost a lot of balls there, but um, oh, yeah. I, did, I didn't kind of cut you off on, uh, when you were mentioning the, the tailor-made sticks you have in your bag. So uh, what exactly are you riding right now? Okay, I got a uh, Stealth Plus driver, a original Sim 3-wood, and a Sim 2 Max 5-wood, uh, 4-through pitching wedge, uh, tailor-made uh, P760, um, and then I have MG three, uh, 50, 56, 60 and a tailor-made Ardmore two putter in the bag right now. Wow. So full lineup. 
Full lineup. Yeah, I just dropped out my uh, my trusty even roll because it was making me angry. So <laughs> going back to old uh, old reliable. And I think going through the the history here of yourself, I you know saw a few things. You're always competitive. You're like top five, top ten, and just about any golf Manitoba event that's come up. But I think you only broke through once. Am I correct on that? Correct. Yeah. So that was the 2018 uh, men's match play at Toulon. And what was that feeling like to finally, you know, break through and get that win? Or was that kind of your, like, oh, I just won this thing? Yeah. Um, so I, I had won uh, a club championship at Elmhurst before. And that was actually, there was actually a Canadian Am spot on the line in 2014. Mm. But so that was like the biggest thing. And I think the only thing I had won, um, that I considered like that, that like kind of meant something, but it obviously wasn't on the, the provincial championship level. So yeah, like winning in 2018 definitely was like a holy shit. I did it <laughs> type of thing because there's so many good players. And I was facing off against a guy who I believe Colwyn won in 17. I believe it was 17 that he won or he was in the final that year. And then he had ended up being in four finals in a row or something like that. Um, so like, I knew that he was a really good player and then to beat him kind of like gave me a little bit of a confidence boost and kind of like, a, I can do this and, and be that top, like you said, top 10, top five player. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's a hard thing to do. It, uh, especially in match play because you have to get so lucky and, you know, I've played like three or four since, and I haven't even come close to the final. <laughs> it's just, everything has to go your way and you have to be playing so good. And, uh, yeah, there was a funny feeling that week. I think after my second match, I think Zach Sackett, I, uh, I said to, to my girlfriend who was caddying for me, I was like, when I beat him, I was like, it's over, I'm winning. And I had three matches to go Wow. for whatever reason. It just came out of my mouth and it happened. So it was pretty cool. Maybe you need to do that more often. Yeah, maybe I should say that on the way up to Grand Hills tomorrow. <laughs> Positive reinforcement for yourself. And I know exactly. you. I know you. We mentioned uh, Colwyn, and you ran into him a few times on the co- competitive side of things. Uh, so, do you like how often do you work with him now, or at least get out and golf with him now? Um, oh, we played like three or four times already this year. Um, uh, we talk probably every week. Um, not always about like my game. Sometimes he's bouncing ideas off of me. Um, but yeah, we keep, keep in touch regularly. Is that an important part of, you know, who you are as a golfer now is getting that instruction or feedback? Um, you know, probably, (laughs) you know, whether, whether I realize it or not. Um, yeah, like I just love to talk golf and like just find a way to get better. And, um, yeah, like I'll pick anyone's brain who I think, you know, does something that I don't know how to do or would like to do or do better. Um, so yeah, like I'm just, that's, that's all I do. And all I kind of think about is just how, how do I get better at this game? So yeah, it's gotta be, it's, it's gotta be helpful. 
We take a quick break to hear from Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Well, Bryce, it's uh, it's great to uh, to have you on and to have a quick chat. My first question is, uh, what can an investment advisor like yourself from Endeavor Wealth uh, do for me, and how can that differ from my my current experience of trading with Wealthsimple, uh, just based on my the recent Twitter feeds. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for having me on, you guys. Yeah, d- discount brokers like Wealthsimple uh, certainly have their place, uh, but at the end of the day, you get what you you pay for. Uh, those platforms are very limited in what they offer, and they're more ideal for just basic trading. So if that's what you're looking to do, and it, it, it's really not a bad platform for that. But what we do at Endeavor, uh, we take a more holistic approach. Uh, we examine an individual's needs, uh, both short-term and long-term, and we go way beyond just investments. We look for tax opportunities, ensuring the decisions you are making today uh, minimize your overall tax that you might be paying. Uh, we also help our clients address estate and insurance needs. So really anything we can do to uh, assist in your overall wealth management approach. And going back to some of those discount brokers and, and, and things that you see on the internet, uh, a lot of times people don't realize the amount of intrinsic risk that they're taking on with with making some of those trades and so finding balance is is another key thing that we do for our clients at at endeavor that was bryce malashewski who is an investment advisor with endeavor wealth management part of ia private wealth and a member of the canadian investor protection fund you can contact bryce at 204-515-3446 one of the things i was i was uh, look listening to the pilot of the sticks podcast this, oh God. The, today. I think that was 2020. And you had men- <laughs> mentioned, uh, your, your handicap. I thought it was like a three and it now was, you're yeah. plus 2.6. So you must be getting better in the last two years. I mean, no, no that's me getting worse. Oh, is it? So you're a plus yeah, three so, and now you're, you're yeah, two, so that's, plus 2.6. Yeah. It's, it's falling closer to scratch. Oh, um, yeah. Sorry this to bring year, that up. No, no, no. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> It's okay to talk about your struggles. I think. Um, yes. Yes. It. Uh, I. I have. I've struggled to score this year, and I had multiple conversations with my dad and anyone who would listen, and even my girlfriend. They're just like, you know, like last year, I was just like, the game's so easy. I go out there, it feels like I'm not even trying, and I just come in with 67, and now I'm trying so hard, and I can't do anything but shoot 74 at Elmhurst, <laughs> and it's just like, what? What is going on? But like, that's the game, and. You know, um, it's just kind of funny how it works that way. Have us out there, and I'm sure we could uh, figure it out for you. A hundred percent. I'd love to. Uh, we tell you where not to hit it. At least that's uh, that's what we can provide. <laughs> oh, I've seen all the spots at Elmhurst. I've seen them all. <laughs> well, you mentioned one tie, one of your club championships at Elmhurst, but you got you got three in total. Is that correct? I do. Yeah. That's pretty, that's probably nothing to sneeze at considering the membership there. Yeah. We got a pretty, pretty good lineup. Um, so it's all, yeah, it's, it's really, uh, it's really special to win there because of the players. Um, and it's, and it's always been a challenge. Like we had Devin shade who like one year, I think he went 68, 64 
uh, 71 or 72 or something like that just blitz the field. So like, there's just guys that can go so low and basically every other guy is a college player. And, uh, yeah, somehow I've gotten it done three times against all those guys. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a fun weekend for sure. Nice. That's a three day, three, uh, three rounds. Is that three, the- three rounds? Yeah. JR, the boneyard, is that just two rounds? Uh, (laughs) It's just two, yeah. The bone, yeah. Saturday, Sunday, that's it, but it feels like a goddamn week. But uh, (laughs) And you got to double lap it both days. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, 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 the double lap. Different greens though, different greens. So it made uh, right, it made, it made right. life it made life worthwhile at least on three of the holes there. Um, right. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a, definitely a different feeling uh, than you know playing a true eighteen holes of golf. But hey, Mike's given the the bone enough shade this year, so I won't say anything else about it. <laughs> <laughs> Although yes. we do have to get out there, Mike. I don't know if you've been out uh, since uh, you were at the beginning of the season, but. I know we got to get get out there and go play with Sandy, and I know his trick shot show is coming up uh, as well on the twenty second. So mm-hmm. yeah, you can hit up uh, the Cinnaboy Pro Shop, ask him for tickets. I will be there. I don't know if you're going to be there, Mike, but I'll be there. Mm, I won't be there, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll be at the lake. But uh, but I would love to see Sandy hit that ten uh, foot driver he has. I I saw him pull it out. I uh, DQ Nick showed a video. Um, yeah, right. And he, he pulled it out for uh, maybe as a private show he put on for him or something. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> It'd be interesting. In. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he looked like he hit it pretty good. Yeah. Well, even uh, bringing up uh, Elmhurst and the multiple club championships and the membership there, uh, you know, the Elmhurst Invitational, always uh, a big event. I think it's one of the few events that we can actually get a spot into the Canadian amateur. If I'm, if I'm correct in that. And this past year, was it not a part of the Prairie scratch tour as well? Uh, kind of, it was, okay. it was part of, it was part of the Prairie Scratch Tour for the guys who are members of the Prairie Scratch Tour. Oh, okay. So it's still, it wasn't like only our members could get in or anything like mm-hmm. that. It was still Elmhurst's tournament and they send out their invites and our, our guys got an invite too. And it was like, I think it was 60 players was the max and the first 60 guys that signed up, signed up. And how did that all come about? I know at the beginning of the year, I was gonna we were gonna chat with Ben, but he's like, ah, you know, maybe talk to talk to Jordy. But how did you guys conceive of this tour? Was it because the amateur rules change where you can actually get some money now? That was a big part of it. Um, but we had we had talked about on the on the podcast for us um, about doing some sort of two day best ball thing or um, anything really, um, and there's been talk of bringing back because back in, I think it was the nineties, early two thousands, there was a Manitoba amateur tour and, um, that kind of folded and people have been talking about, Oh, they should bring it back. Yada, yada. And finally, yeah, me and me and Ben, uh, kind of just said one day, screw it. Like, let's, let's see what we can do. So I put something on Instagram saying who would be interested in starting it up again. And, uh, overwhelming success and response from people saying, uh, yes, please. So that's what we did. I talked to Ben, I bought a calendar. I pegged off every day that was taken already from golf Manitoba events, golf Canada events, MJT events, um, future links or next gen, whatever those are called now. Um, USM qualifying, all that stuff. I, I marked it all off. Said, what days can we use? 
figured out a schedule, talked about which courses, called some courses, and it just kind of turned into a thing. We got wow. some sponsors, and we're like, okay, <laughs> so like we got we got something going here, and we got to like run a tour now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it, it's like every Saturday I would I would go to his house because um, I have uh, my own like hitting nets and a mat. And I don't have a garage, so I use his in the winter. So I went there every Saturday and we would just sit there and talk about like what we could do and what we thought would be a cool idea and what wouldn't and yada, yada, yada. And just kind of grew from there. Is it something that you guys are planning on to continue uh, maybe into next year as well, or just kind of see how things uh, go this year? But from what I've seen from uh, afar, everything looks to be a success. Yeah. Um, guys love it that's like, that's what they're telling us. Um, they're having a lot of fun. Um, the look on some of these guys faces when you hand them a check or you see them like the next time you see them and we send, we give the first place guys, they give them a check right there. And then everyone else, um, who is in the money, we just send them an e-transfer, but they just come like, Holy crap. Like, thank you so much. Like this is an amazing event. Um, you know, the price is right. And like, I'm winning some good money opposed to, getting a gift card or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah is, like I think we have to keep going. Is it a big check? Big, big, happy Gilmore check. Oh, I wish we totally, we <laughs> talked about it too. Like what, what would it cost and what would it look like? And it's just, yeah, a little out of the budget for now. Maybe next year. I'm in the print industry. Maybe we can figure something <laughs> okay, out. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, just for our listeners, uh, can you tell us like the format of of it? Uh, is it? It's just, I guess, how many how many holes is it? And it's just a stroke play event. Yeah. So um, we have five events total. One of them being the Elmhurst Invitational. So we ourselves are putting on four of them. Uh, the first one was back in May at Grand Pines. That was a 36 hole stroke play event. So, you know, just an individual player, 36 holes, winner take, not winner take all, but first place trophy, thousand bucks all the way down. Um, and then the second event was the Elmhurst Invitational. Again, we had nothing to do with that. Again, though, 36 hole stroke play event. Um, this past weekend, July 2nd and 3rd, uh, we just had the first ever two man better ball championship, which is two man or, uh, so you both play your own ball and you take the lowest score, right? Most people call it best ball, but I went and I looked up the real definition of it and better ball refers to two players and best ball refers to two or three or more players. Ooh. So that's why, like, I kind of went like Fact. traditional with it. How about that? Um, so, better ball. so yeah, I like we call that. It the, that sounds better too. Better yeah. ball. <laughs> yeah. So the better ball, the better ball championship, 36 holes, um, of better ball. So it was, it was fun because you got to pick a partner and go see how low you could, you could shoot. And Curtis Markison and Neil Sony from St. Charles went and shot 16 under 63, 63 best ball or better ball. Like that's pretty impressive. Um, yeah. So they both, they both got uh, tag team championship belts, uh, a thousand bucks a piece. And um, Taylor made donated uh, two chairs to them as well. Taylor made branded chairs. I saw those chairs. He 
I don't even Adrianic chairs. Is that how we pronounce it? Yeah, uh, they were very Adir- nice. Adirondack. Adirondack. Yeah. Well, that's right. Obviously, I'm not going to get one now, but uh, <laughs> I'll be waiting for my Adrianic tra- chair. Whatever, there you what, go. whatever that is. Those bootleg chairs from China. <laughs> that's that's cool. right. That's right. And then I saw you, and I, uh, I don't know if this is the same thing. Is this the Selkirk shootout? Is that different? That was, that was okay. So yeah, that was the Selkirk shootout. And then after the first round of that event, we did something called, I don't, I don't know what we actually called it. I think it was like the nighttime shootout maybe. Okay. I can't remember what we put on the website, but, um, so what we did or our, our, yeah, excuse me. Our idea was, um, that, wouldn't it be cool to keep guys hanging around, having some drinks, having some food, and then go play under the lights, right? And when we were talking about this, there just so happened to be a um, a women's event, an LPGA event in Dubai, and they were playing at night. And I was like, wouldn't this be something, right? So the idea again was born just, okay, so what would we do? You know, we just get two sets of construction lights. Okay, well, who do we know in the construction business? And it turned out that was real easy. The guy that at, uh, at Elmhurst um, owns a company and just said, yep, I'll bring him to you, no problem. And the thing that we were scared about, and I don't know why, being our, in our first year, this was more Ben than me, he was like, well, what if we get like 100 players? And I was like, well... <laughs> shit, you get a hundred players, you get a hundred players. I, I don't know what you're going to do. He's like, well, let's light up one and one and 18. I was like, are oh, you going to play two holes in the, like with lighting them up? Like, I don't know how that's going to work. Thankfully we only had 36 guys uh, that attended the actual event. And then I think we had 17 or 18 play in the nighttime shootout. Perfect number for our first time. Right. And I said that to Ben, we, like we had 60 man fields. We're kind of like the live tour. We only want a small number. <laughs> so 60 man fields for our events. Um, and yeah, like we've only gotten, I think 30 or 31 for the first event at Grand Pines. And we had 36 for this one. So it's worked out really well because there's only like, we have like five of us out there, right. That right. represent the tour and like kind of run things. So it's, um, even like with 30 guys, like it's a lot of work, <laughs> I bet. especially playing in it too. Like what's something like one day we won't be playing in it, but like we want to fill the field. Right. And like, we will, we pay our money and we want to play and you know, and whoever wins wins, you know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. Well, even on that so, note, it's like, uh, you don't have to go through everything, but on a day to day basis, like what are you doing to prepare for these events? Um, <clears throat> I harp on Ben a lot about it. He seems to think that we're always fine. Um, but I'm always like, Hey, like we got to do, we got to, you know, reach out to crank energy because you know, like there are our energy bar sponsor for the guys. So like, you got to make sure like, she knows like these dates, we got to have them. They got to be here. Yada, yada, yada. Um, whether it's like, I know Ben's negotiating more like sponsors for next year and a clothing deal type of thing for some, you know, some, uh, some apparel stuff. Um, so, for, for right now, because it's so far away to the next one, I think it's August 22nd and 23rd. Um, nothing at the moment, but, um, usually yeah, I'm harping on Ben about something. <laughs> well, I guess that that's also another thing too, of getting the golf courses. So how receptive, uh, were the courses when you were reaching out to them? 
Very, because we're paying full full green fees. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So they, it, and and I think I think Selkirk gave us a deal because well, and, and the other thing is too, like we're they're getting carts as well. So I think Ben might have got like I think he's he got them at like fifty bucks or fifty or fifty five per green fee, and he might have got like a dollar or two off because we're guaranteeing cart revenue on top of it. Mm, good. So um, yeah, the courses like they're like, oh yeah, when do you want? They, yeah. uh, they, they love it. <laughs> um, I was curious that do you, do other provinces have similar, I'll call it amateur. Is this an amateur tour? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You could exactly. It's, it's, it's for amateurs, um, to play and compete and, and get better. Um, I know that I, I, not, not independent, I would say, um, like golf Ontario, they just have so many players and so many events, like they're set already. They don't need it. Um, Saskatchewan, they do have part of their golf Saskatchewan association. They do have a little bit of a tour with a order of merit race and all that stuff. Um, so I know that they do have events to play. Ours basically came out of, out of necessity because there are so few events to play for us. Yeah. Um, and so I, sorry, and go ahead. No, no, I, I don't want to interrupt you. I, I think I, and what I heard from your interview with Ben on, on sticks podcast is like, this will be so beneficial for amateur players to play at these higher, you know, uh, pressure levels or competition levels and, and, you know, um, you know, prepare them for whether it be golf Manitoba events or national events too. Right. Exactly. Or they're going away to college and it's their first college event, or they are in contention to win a college event or a national championship or anything. Right. Um, there's a, uh, there's a young man from, uh, from Elmhurst actually, who Ryan Blair, he just qualified for the U S junior, um, now he's not a part of our tour. Is he? I don't think so. I don't think Ryan is, but like this kid could benefit from playing more golf. Right. It's it, that's just the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you're I guess, like juniors are, are kind of set, uh, they got a lot to play for, uh, and a lot of events to play in. Um, once you hit 18 to, to 24, you got two events. And if you're lucky to get into the Elmhurst Invitational, you can get a third, but you got two unless you make um, the Canadian Am, and then you got three. So three events in, let's call it six months, that's not going to do anything for you. I'm, I'm living proof of that because I saw it. I, I was fortunate enough to get a scholarship to a uh, NAIA Division One school in Missouri, and I was fortunate enough to play on that team and qualified for that team. But like, I went to a a div one event and like kids from Alabama who play 12 months a year, they're light years ahead every year. They or yeah. Every year you're going to lose six months right off the hop because there's snow on the ground. And then on top of that, they're going to play in that year, probably 20, 25 events. I played three. Yeah. Yeah. Who's going to be able to shoot 65 in a tournament? That kid, <laughs> the kids from Alabama. That's right. <laughs> I, I, so yeah, carry on. No, I was just gonna say. So yeah, like we just felt like it's 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 just needed. 
that mm-hmm. um, like what Aaron has done uh, just to bring up AC again, cause you know, he's the talk of the town <laughs> uh, just like what he's done and, and how he's gotten to where he is. Um, it's remarkable because the resources for him, like there, he had a lot, but kids in the States had way more, you know? So he was, he was battling an uphill road the whole way. Um, so I just think, yeah, the more, the more, the better. And, and you, you mentioned competition from, from the U S guys, but you probably see that, you know, out West BC, they got a longer playing season and, and uh, maybe even Alberta and Ontario, they probably have longer playing seasons than we do in Manitoba. Absolutely. Um, if you, if you look at Canadian AMs or Canadian mid AMs, Canadian juniors, um, all those most of the time, those guys in the top 10, they're from Ontario or BC, Alberta, because they have the most events and they do have longer seasons. Um, and if not, they can drive a couple hours South and they're just fine. Right. How many hours does it take for us to drive South to get somewhere nice enough to play golf middle of winter? Yeah. Oh, All the way. Yeah. All the way. Four, 14, 15 hours. Yeah. Yeah. yeah certainly. It's, easy, it's, it's very, it's much easy, easily accessible there. Yeah. Yeah. And the resources too, like the population sizes, right? There's lots of money in those cities, certainly. stuff like that. Um, there's, there's way more juniors to play the game to, to build big facilities and yada, 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 all the way down the, down the line. Right. So it's, uh, it's just kind of the price we play for being where we live, but that's what we're trying to change is just at least give guys some competition. Yeah. And I mean, it may be moving, moving the needle in that sense, especially just with the trajectory of golf. I mean, and you, you guys have been talking about it and we've been talking about it with the amount of people who are getting in there and some of the juniors now that are coming up, whether, you know, it's male, female, whatever it is, there's some good ones. Look at a guy like Braxton, Oh yeah. Who came in there. And like, is that what you're seeing even around Elmi or, you know, some of the competitions that you guys are playing or even Neil Sonny, who you mentioned from St. Charles, mm-hmm. these kids are pretty good now. Oh, very good. They hit it a mile. Like I remember my dad saying, Oh man, you hit it so far when I was a kid, blah, blah, blah. And like, I still hit it like the same distance. I probably averaged like two, I would say like two ninety five ish off the tee. And like Braxton's 30 by me easy. And I'm just like, God, that must be nice. And like, I go after it and I just hit it in the bush. So I'm like, okay, no, just swing the way you should to keep it in the fairway. And yeah, I just hammers at it and just somehow squares it up and just dead straight. It's gross. <laughs> and, and, and they're, and they're short games too. They're not afraid. They're not afraid to open up the blade and just hit it a mile in the air and have it stop dead even though it's completely unnecessary, <laughs> but it'll piss the guy off that he's playing against every time. But yeah. And then they just have no fear. It's unreal. Is that maybe why you see some of the younger ones uh, win things like the, the amateur tournaments that, that come up is just cause they're getting those reps in they're fearless or maybe they're even just naive. Yeah. So no fear. Braxton's winning putt was going about a hundred miles an hour and hammers the back of the stick and falls right in. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I think I remember <laughs> now, seeing not- that one on there on uh, Gulf Manitoba <laughs> when they were sharing it. Yeah. I was pretty like, Oh boy, that thing's going to go like 30 feet past. That, 
It was humming. Now, okay, it was probably only going to go about eight to 10 feet by, but still, <laughs> that thing was moving. <laughs> so, like I said, man, no fear. He saw a lion, bang. And, he, and he, I guarantee you, he said to himself, I ain't leaving this short. This is to win. I'm not leaving it short. I'm going to give it a run. And he did. With authority, he buzzed the tower or didn't buzz the tower, hit the tower and then went in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a new term. I'm, I'm, I'm buzz the tower, buzz the tower. If you pass the, the pin there at a, at an accelerated rate, uh, <laughs> you can say buzz the tower. Shout out to Johnny for that. I'm going to, okay. I'm going to say that tomorrow. If someone <laughs> hits it by the stick. Perfect. <laughs> but hey, loop. We get the merch on it. We're going to get t-shirts out. Oh, love, so. <laughs> love it. Register Wait. trademark there. Yeah, I, I get a shirt. Uh, you do. You will. You'll get a shirt. You'll get a shirt. And a big check, too. Okay, <laughs> cool. I'll take that. Love it. <laughs> I wanted to uh, rewind here. Rewind back to, you mentioned you played a little bit in Missouri. So yeah. how did that come about? Did you get uh, scouted or you, you kind of sent out your your application and uh you, you ended up in missouri and tried some university golf yeah um so i was playing uh, you guys wanted to bring this up so i was playing junior hockey um, <laughs> yes. with with Thank my you. buddy <laughs> with my buddy uh who i mentioned earlier ryan pitzel who actually went through this this program it was called caps the collegiate athletic placement service i think it's called or college athletic placement anyway. Um, and he got a scholarship to somewhere in Texas and I was like, well, okay, well he's pretty good, but like, I'm okay. Like maybe I can get a scholarship. So I talked to my dad into it and he did it. And, or no, I talked to my dad about it actually. And then he bribed me kind of, he said, he said, don't play, don't play junior hockey this year, which would have been my third year. Don't play hockey this year. I'll buy you new irons. So I was like, okay. So I got new irons and yeah. And then, uh, we went through this, this college athletic placement service and sure enough, sent a video, sent some of my results. I'd only played a couple of MJTs, Manitoba junior. What was this? 2011. So Manitoba am, uh, maybe a match play. So only like a handful of tournaments. And I had an okay scoring average, maybe like 77, 78, maybe. And sure enough, this school in uh, St. Louis, Missouri was like, yeah, we'll take you on. I think it was like an 80 or 85% scholarship. It's like, unbelievable, unbelievable deal. Yeah. I was like, what? This is too easy. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, go down there. Uh, Only spent a, a semester there because I'm an idiot. And a girl made me come home, but, um, I'm over that now. That's how it always goes. Uh, I know. I'm such an idiot. She's probably a nice gal. Wait, did you at least get to go to the, uh, the gateway arch there? Did you get up oh, of to the, course. is there of an course. elevator that gets up to the arch? Somebody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, if, I think it's like only part way though. And then you got to walk. Oh yeah. Or you got to like take stairs or something. Right. Well, that's, yeah. that's on our, cool. my bucket list on our, on you our gotta bucket. go see it. Yeah. I, think, I was so, there. Sorry. Yeah. I was there the year that the cards won the world series. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's David Freeze hitting that home run in game six. Unbelievable. I bet the, the city was bopping. I mean, such oh, a good sports crazy. town too. 
All because oh, your is. dad got you new irons. So you see the butterfly right. effect there. That's how the Cardinals win the win the World Series. That's right. Exactly <laughs> what I said. Exactly what I said. You need your penance. You cool. need your ring. And yeah, yeah you're welcome, St. Louis. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> And then you, well, I was going to say, I don't know if this would yeah. have came up in your, in the back nine lightning round of your questions, but did you have any St. Louis barbecue? Oh, that's a good one. I didn't ask um, I didn't have that one. <laughs> I don't remember, but I did have something that's like famous there. Toasted ravioli. Weird. Okay. Yeah. So it's ravioli, but it's like deep fried. Right. Unbelievable. <laughs> Everywhere sells it. And it's so good. Have you tried doing it yourself? No, I haven't even thought about it until right now. <laughs> Take some Chef Boyardee, throw it into a deep fryer, see what happens. See what happens. Yeah, exactly. I might have to. <laughs> Just hopefully I'll start, start selling a fire. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll start selling it at the forks. St. Louis Original Toasted Ravioli. <laughs> There's another business idea. Look there at you all go. There we go. Wow, look look at this. Opportunities everywhere. That's what happens Jeez. when podcasts come together. Exactly. <laughs> well, I just wanted to ask one more thing about uh, the, the Prairie Scratch Tour. And even, you know, how Mike and I, we kind of fell into this, but getting, you know, sponsorships and these people coming on board, were they reaching out to you or you're reaching out to them? It just seems like you guys, you know, hit the nail on the head when it came to, you know, getting the tour A started and B, how successful it's been so far. Yeah. Um, yeah, a few guys have come to us and said, Hey, like, how can we help and what can we do? Um, but yeah, Ben, Ben was really good. Like he knew, um, 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 Matt Johnston from the Johnston group, you know, from back in the day playing golf pants, events. So he reached out to him and they've been super gracious and awesome and everything that they've done for us. EJ with Taylor made, um, um, the cranked energy bars. That one was actually referred to by, um, Brent Ingram, Derek Ingram's kid. Um, so like, you know, it, it's kind of, you know, us going to people that we knew and then kind of people saying, Hey, check this person out, or you should get in touch with this person. So it's not, uh, not just me and Ben people, people have been giving us ideas and who to go to and who to talk to. So we've been really fortunate that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got it. I mean, yeah, it's like everyone in Manitoba golf community is so tight knit, right? You know, that's what mm -hmm. I, I've, I've found. I mean, JR kind of grew up in the industry a little bit and I kind of just got plopped into this uh, podcasting thing. But uh, I mean, everyone's always amazed at how easy not how easy is like just getting guests and and people are very willing to talk about themselves and then they're like getting their buddies coming on and and uh, i'm sure the same is with works with sponsorships but uh yeah no it, it kind of a, a little bit right everyone in in like this little golf community that we have here in manitoba like everyone knows someone who at least knows someone right mm -hmm. to get in touch with someone who can who can help in anything in the field of golf. So yeah, like it's, it's a great little community to know. Yeah. And we're starting to see that too with, um, yeah, just some of the, the historical figures. I don't want to date them, but historical figures that we've chatted with, uh, on the shows, but even seeing like mentioned before, some of the, the up and comers. And I think golf is in a good place right now. Um, I don't know if you've heard of anything of, you know, people trying to keep it in this place, but, uh, it may be just everyone's trying to, 
keep the good times rolling uh, as they are. But uh, it would be nice to see if, you know, some of these juniors who are getting into the game or even people who are in their 20s, 30s, 40s getting into the game for the first time uh, hopefully uh, stick around and provide some more competition for whether it be the Prairie Scratch Tour if they get good enough or some of these amateur events. But, uh, yeah, I, I guess we'll see. Um, real quick on on you and just how often do you actually get out during a season to play the game to get, you know, to where you are? Because being, you know, a plus handicap is uh, not the easiest thing to do. No. Um, yeah, and I'll set the record straight. A plus handicap or even a scratch handicap does not mean you shoot under par every day yeah. because you do not. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, this year is honestly the least I've played in the last probably four or five, just because a, the weather has been, been terrible mm-hmm. and me doing, you know, the tour and little different little business ventures I got going on. Um, I just haven't been able to play as much, but I probably, I bet you I'm still at least three days a week. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like that's little yeah. for me. So, it's usually every day, but right now it's a couple of days a week. Well, you did allude to that earlier, spending about four hours on the range. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. If I'm not playing, if I'm not playing, I'm at, I'm at least putting and chipping, which I'm doing better at because I'm trying to stay off the range. I don't know if you guys heard the episode where we went, we talked to uh, Webb Simpson's caddy, but he basically told me you're a head case and stay off the range. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just try and chip and putt at least every day, but. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, labor of love for sure. Nice. Nice. And we got to give a shout out to your co-host Jack for winning the uh, Elmhurst Invitational. Isn't that what I heard? Oh yeah. I'm so happy for him. He has no idea. <laughs> he, he, I, I'm more, I'm more excited for him than, than he is. Uh, he's just, yeah. he's such a laid back guy and like just acts like he doesn't care. Well, maybe it's not an act, but it like just doesn't care about anything. And he just makes it look so easy and I hate him for it, but I, I love that he won because he's been so close so many times and uh, I couldn't be happy for him. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I listened to that episode today and he said he was 70% uh, um, decided upon going. Is it to the Canadian M that he gets yeah. uh, an invite to? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll give the update. I guess. Sorry, Jack. Ooh, you can't give news. it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's going, he's going to the, <laughs> he's going. Yeah. And, uh, his company was very good about it. They're going to help him out a bit from what he told me. Um, and I said, dude, that's perfect because the rules of amateur golf changed. You should abuse it and take whatever they're going to give you <laughs> right. and go because right. I think, I think he said like hotel rooms, are like 250 bucks a night, like at Whoa. minimum. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Take whatever they'll give you and run. <laughs> right. So. Well, even on, on that, I was, you know, kind of looking, I guess anyone can Google it, but what, like those rules just came into effect this season, right? For amateurs, is there a certain amount of money per event that you can win up to? Is that what it is? Yeah. So I have a screenshot of it and I'll see if mm. I can find it here really quick because I get asked about it all the time. Like, how are you doing this? And I say, well, if you go and look at the rules of amateur status, they say, where are you? Aha, uh-huh, here it is. It says scratch competitions. An amateur playing in a scratch competition is allowed to accept any prize, including prize money up to the limit of $1,200 Canadian in value per competition, unless the national governing body has set a lower limit. Mm. So they can 
collect up to $1,200 Canadian um, at any one of our events that is a T to hole competition. So that nighttime shootout thing that we did, we could have gave away a million dollars and it wouldn't affect their amateur stats because it's a, not a T to hole competition. There's no score being recorded at the end. Right. Um, but yeah, so we have to, we have to play within that limit and we are giving, um, we are doing closest to the pins that everyone's like entered in already. And it's either they're getting like a, uh, $70 or $75 gift card to, uh, Frank's pizza or a gas card, or we're giving out a dozen pro V's or TP five X or TP fives. Um, so we have to keep it under the, the 1200 just because we don't want to get closer and closer and then go over right. the $1,200. Um, just in case, you know, someone wants to be an our asshole and right. you know call someone <laughs> out, right. Or call mm-hmm. us out for, Oh, you guys are breaking the rules and you're hurting amateurs by, you know, endangering their status or something like that. So we just try and play it, play it pretty low key on that end. Yeah. Come on. Certainly. We're in Manitoba, right? Leave us exactly. alone. I, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, who cares if these wrestling belts are gold? Exactly. <laughs> They're solid 24 karat gold. Yeah, those things are, those look pretty cool. It's always fun to win a belt. Yeah. You know. No, for sure. For sure. Uh, the guys love them. They're like, this is unbelievable. Um, Neil, like, just couldn't believe that he got to keep it. He's like, I get to keep this. We're like, yeah, you get to keep it. Um, undisputedbelts.com shout out to them because they, uh, they're an, mm-hmm. a, like crazy cool company. They do a bunch like, it's like for fantasy sports and stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I reached out and I was like, yeah, I want to do this. They're like, Oh my God, this is unbelievable. So they made those and you know, we're going to get new ones next year. And we think, yeah, if we can give out as many as we can. And then like one day, like these guys, maybe they'll have kids and they'll see them like, what's that? Right. You know, <laughs> it doesn't hurt get- to have like a, a wrestling belt hanging around, you know, certainly get some ladder matches in there and stuff. And <laughs> exactly. I'm not sure how you'd work that in tag, with golf, but tag team ladder match under the lights after the shootout yeah. in, a, in a cage, in a cage. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. Uh, See, ideas are being born. So this many ideas what me, and ben, me, me and Ben did. We just <laughs> football ideas. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got one more here before yeah. we get into the uh, back nine lightning round. Uh, just PGA wise, and you guys talk a lot about PGA, and it's always good to get the updates from you guys. You must watch. Do you watch a lot of PGA? I do. Yeah. Uh, well, Jack does too. I should I shouldn't say that, but it's hard in the summer. But um, like I always like I'll flip on YouTube um, and I'll like check out the highlights and you know listen to um, a lot of podcasts about like the news of the tour and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm fairly up to date. That's good. And then, uh, I think this episode is going to drop open championship week. Uh, well, which is really just next week. So I I know it's 14, 15, 16, uh, 17. Yeah. Uh, you got any, uh, any favorites for the upcoming? Do you ever, you must, uh, sprinkle some, some coin here and there. Tiger Woods. Ah, there we go. Tiger Woods always. You can't go um, against him. Yeah. No. Um, he looked. He, he didn't look too good in that uh, JP Mc, McManus McManus Pro Am. Uh, whatever. Whatever it's he, called. The goat um, is sharking us. 
if you're allowed yeah. to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the shark, Greg Norman, is goading us. I don't know. But yeah, uh, there you go. Uh, so um honestly, dude, I would love to see Rory. Um but I, it's gonna be it's either gonna be Rory, JT, or someone that you won't expect, I think. Nope. I don't, uh, Mike's got Shane know, Lowry, all the money on Shane. Lowry. I was, I was <laughs> you, pretty you well going to say Shane Lowry. Yeah. <laughs> really? Uh, he just, he does, he's been doing, he's been doing well at uh, the majors here. So no, he say. has, you're right. You're right. But, uh, and I guess he won. I don't know if he won at St. Andrews. No, I, I'd have to look no, that up. No, Carnoustie, um, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, he just like, what did he do? I think he shot like 66 last week to make the cut at the Irish open. So trending mm-hmm. in the right direction, maybe. Yeah. Well, too much, lots of pressure. Cause he's in his uh, well, home, home yeah, country but... there maybe, but anyways, that's, that's fair. That's fair. I'm, a, I'm a big Shane Lowry guy and uh, I already got money on tiger and put that on like two, three months ago. I got to make the cut. Oz were good. Yeah. No, yeah? but, no? uh, I, it's going to be tough, but it'll be fun watching them. Um, cool, cool, cool. Well, that's, I, I, I probably have many more questions here, uh, but we can, I'll leave them for 2.0. Love it. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to jump in. We'll jump into the back nine lightning round. Yes. Ready, Mike? All right. Okay, the back nine lightning round. Let's get into it. It is for Bryce Malachewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. And the fax number is live, as always. The fax is live. Yeah. And I, yeah, Bryce has done great things for us. And uh, he's been ill. He's uh, gold floors, gold floors, yeah, making it easy for belts, me. Gold floors. Yeah. I got, I got all these golf trips. Now he's Bryce is helping me uh, at least pay for some of it. But so uh, with these, with these savvy investments, every other weekend, Mike, you're on the, you should the just tour. take the freezer truck and go. I should. I think I have been. <laughs> Shout out to Bryn's uh, executive van. Uh, we we got up to uh, Nipawa, Clear Lake, Poplar. Uh, it was a great great little tour. USA versus Canada um, Ryder Cup thing. So we Team USA won. So that was great for me. Go Team USA. Um, and great windbreaker, by the way, that you uh, picked up oh, there. Yeah. Was it on eBay? So yeah, Facebook uh, marketplace and it was pretty well a garbage bag and (laughs) I wore it for all of uh, five minutes for the photo and then took it off because I lost about 10 pounds wearing it. It was like a, one of those garbage bags of boxer wears. Uh, Oh wait, we got Jordy on the line here uh, still. Uh, So uh, Jordy got a nickname, Lutzi or Lutz or. Yeah, Lutzi. Some guys call me Lutzi. Yeah. That's really about it. Um, so we'll kick it off here. Have you ever got a hole in one? I have, yeah, on a course that doesn't exist anymore. Meadows. Uh, yes, I like to make that joke. Uh, <laughs> 14, I think it is. One. Nice. It was funny, too. Can I tell a story about yeah. it? Yeah, absolutely. Apparently, I'm a, t- I'm a storyteller. Why don't I do this on my own podcast? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> um, 14th hole, I was playing my buddy Daily Peters, and I think I was two or three down, and I said to him on the tee, 
he stuffed it tight and I was like, well, I guess I should make this, huh? And sure enough, I hit this beautiful high draw eight iron that hops twice and rolls about two feet and falls in. Wow. And I just went absolutely bananas after that. <laughs> and he just kept saying, I can't believe you called it. I can't believe you called it. <laughs> that yeah. is worthy so of that, a belt. Yeah. yeah. It should be, right? <laughs> yeah. I should have had a plaque. I, there should be a plaque there. <laughs> and I called it out. That's awesome. I've done that a few times where I was feeling really good. I was like, I'm going to get this. And then it just doesn't even hit the green. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, talk about the Meadows. I mean, I, I probably played there you know, three or four times, but I think it was a little fun little track, right? Like, was it Link style-esque, right? Not a lot yeah. of trees, fescue. Um, yeah, there's like two two holes in the trees that just didn't fit the golf course. But <laughs> that's what was the beauty of the Meadows. Um uh, tees were always in good shape. Fairways were suspect depending on the amount of moisture that it got that year. Uh, but the greens were always phenomenal. Like that there's people uh, that are members at Niaqua now or Pine Ridge or Breezy Bend or Elmhurst that still talk about how good they were. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, I'm going to get real golf nerdy on you guys right now, good. but they mm-hmm. were, they were a, a, a special bent grass that was supposed to only grow in like the Southern United States and somehow they got it to grow here. Mm-hmm. And um, that grass is actually at Granite Hills too, where I'm playing, but it's a little bit different condition because they're, they're much softer Granite Hills. But um, yeah, they roll very nice, very nice grass to, to put on. It's a shame. I drive by it every day um, to go to Elmhurst and it's just a shame to look at. <laughs> it is. You still it see is, the sign. So- you can still see the sign and there's a green and there's just, you can see the green, like the, they're like feature hole that's over the water by the, by the road. And it's just weeds like waist high. Hence it's like, Ooh, that's beyond repair now. <laughs> in, uh, in five years, once my investments with Bryce Matlis, uh, <laughs> give me dividends, I'll buy the course and we can, well, we can put it back together. Yeah. We'll restore it. Yeah. Uh, next one. What is your preferred golf ball brand or model? Oh, Taylor made TP five X shout out EJ. <laughs> shout out EJ. Uh, you ever try the picks? We, he, he gave us some yes. picks to try. No, those yeah. were pretty good. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't love to, to like play with it, but I love to putt with it. Cause it, yes. for whatever reason I can see, I don't even have to line it up. I can just putt with it anyway. And I can just see the roll of the ball and understand like what my putter's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, shit. I, maybe I should use those tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I uh, definitely have experimented with them for sure. Cool. Um, this one, you might have a biased answer for, but uh, what would be your favorite course to play in Manitoba? Hmm. Obviously the, the obvious answer is Elmy, right? But, yeah. um, uh, for some strange reason, I like to play Southwood mm-hmm. Maybe because of the Meadows vibes and it's link style. Mm, right. Uh, but it just, you can, depending on the day with it, whether it's calm, like you can go and shoot a really low number. And then if it's windy, it's, it's a good challenge and you can use your imagination and use the undulations and kind of keep it on the ground. So I like that. Mm-hmm. It is fun to play and it's fun to get creative. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Colin. Long. Hopefully you can get us out there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you got a bucket list course in Manitoba. 
that you've never played, but you kind of you'd love to get out to? Oak Island. Oak Island. We Shout out to Oak <laughs> Island. Well done. Well played. Well played. He knows the game. <laughs> He's a pro. <laughs> we got a winner. Uh, yeah. Great people out there. Good fun. Go check out the stay and play. Check out the little bottles of Fireball in the pro shop. Because <laughs> those were really good. Uh, but the course was in, in great shape. And it, and it was a fun course. You, know, you can get very creative or risky. Uh, you can go for it. You can play it safe. But uh, we'll talk more to the, about those guys and with those guys soon, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would be the most memorable course that you've ever played anywhere? Uh, Pinehurst number two. Um, I was fortunate enough. My uncle, um, had a condo actually right across from the property. I guess it's kind of on the property. Um, I think it was on, I think it was actually on course five anyway. Um, yeah. So he had met some people down there and we had a hookup, uh, to play it. Um, and it was right in the middle when they were restoring it. So the front nine, uh, was done and they were starting to do the back. So I basically played what it looks like or what it looked like in 2014 when the U S open was there. And then I played the back nine like it was in 2005 when the U S open was there. Um, so, but yeah, I, I just remember like I basically blacked out that day, so I don't remember a lot. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I definitely remember feeling like, this is like a, a historic place. It's it's just one of those things like people say, like when they go to Magnolia Lane, that you can just feel like an aura or, or like a, an energy in the mm-hmm. air. It, like I definitely felt that walking down the fairways of Pinehurst. Yeah. That's awesome. I'll have to get out there. Almost like Did an auto body experience. Yes. A hundred percent. I didn't realize it then, but to- now. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. But you were gonna say you didn't yeah. realize it then, but now you kind of were like, wow. Yeah, I, I, re, I re, yeah, like, like when it happened, I knew that, or when I played it, like I knew that it was it was special. But it was like in the years after, and like looking back at photos and like remembering what it was like. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's nothing, nothing like that place. And uh, did you get to play that? That was it, the part three there. What's that one called? The part three no. course. Uh, the cradle, um, right. it wasn't built when I was there. Oh gosh. Yeah. That was, that was only done in the last, I would say like five or six years. And I was there in 2010, 2011. Right. So yeah, it was quite a few years after. I see. Interesting. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Colin told us the story of, uh, I was, he playing the amateur there, the U S I don't know if it was the U.S. junior amateur or is the U.S. amateur. And, uh, and he, and his clubs got lost uh, by Air Canada. Shout out to Air Canada. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no free, no free sponsors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you had to like collect a, a bag or whatever. So he didn't get to play the cradle either. I think that's what the story was. I can't remember. Yeah. But, um, so anywhere in the world, you got a, a bucket list. Uh, course that you want to get to anywhere in the world. Um, I think the obvious answer is St. Andrews. Um, I 
Yeah. 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 We'll that or somewhere. Yeah. So, <laughs> somewhere in, uh, in, uh, like rural Melbourne, maybe. Oh yeah. 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 Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, uh, looking forward to watching the open championship at St. Andrews. Cause no, I got, for to, sure. I got to play St. Andrews. Not sure if I've ever mentioned that on this, yeah. <laughs> on this podcast. Did you really? But there's an aura about that too, mm-hmm. an energy when you're even just walking into town there. And uh, yeah, it was un- unbelievable. Uh, can't wait to go back. Love to. A lot of Take me with bogeys past. Yeah, and we will not it fly just, Air Canada. No, we'll just, <laughs> I think we could just charter a get uh, charter a <laughs> right. plane with yeah. the PJ. With all we'll the, get the PJ. Get the PJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what uh, What is your career low round? Uh sixty three. And where was that? Meadows. Meadows. R.I.P. Nice. Yeah. R.I.P. This, this yeah. is going to be the new podcast. It'll just be the Meadows. That's it. Meadows. <laughs> That's it. The history of the Meadows. Uh, this is my wild card uh, question here. And I don't actually even know if we asked how your podcast started, but that could be question A of A and B. But if you look back on sticks, um, who would be, you know, who would be some of the best interviews or episodes that you guys had? I was just, you know, rolling through it and there was some, some great episodes for sure. Um, I think the responsible answer is they were all the best yeah. episodes <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And they were yeah. all the best guests, but, uh, um, to, to get um, Webb Simpson's caddy, Paul Tesori was huge. Um, yeah. He's an unbelievable guy, and he's like such a golf nerd, like I am. And like when we got on, like before we started recording, he's like, "Oh, I'm so excited! I was telling my wife this whole morning, I can't wait to geek out about golf with people I don't know." And I was like, yeah, "This yeah. is this is awesome." <laughs> yeah. um, um, Tom Hogue, um, who I knew a little bit, but still cool to kind of pick a brain of a of a tour player, a guy who's like doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, AC is always, always a pleasure. Um, yeah. And, and like a, a lot of them are just our buddies. Right. Um, another good one is, uh, Rob McMillan. Um, yeah. I, I'd, I'd never, I've, I've known him for many years, but I'd never like got the courage to like ask him about his golf career. And I'd also heard that he's kind of tight lipped about it, or he just doesn't talk about it or people don't ask him about it. So like very honored to like be able to again, pick his brain and talk to him about like what made him great and how he did what he did and all that stuff. So yeah. Um, we've just had, we, we've been very fortunate to have a lot of very good guests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. Uh, great listening to you guys. And so it's keeping me entertained when, uh, when I'm at work or driving. So in the executive on. van or the PJ. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. The guys wouldn't let me listen to my own podcast. So I had to put something else on. <laughs> Shout out to Adam Walker. <laughs> He's the next guest on the Sticks podcast. Yeah. And then you have to listen to himself. Yeah. And you can say, no, 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 I don't have to listen to your podcast. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Um, to our flagship question of the back nine lightning round, Jordy, let's see, what is your favorite condiment? Oh, what do I have right here? 
Sriracha mayo. Sriracha Whoa. mayo. That's good. Two and that's one. Like, no one said that's a two and that. one. Yeah, two and one. Exactly. So that's what? Be- wait, can you show that to the camera again? I know people won't be able to see this, but looks okay. President's choice too. Sriracha yes, mayo. Sandwich mm-hmm. bread. Do you have it on a sandwich or what do you do? You put it on. No, everything? I had it on. A, I had it on a chicken sandwich. Ooh. Wow, that's good. Mm-mm. Game that'll, changer. Yeah, that'll be the the first and maybe only, or maybe it's going to start a trend. Sriracha mayo. Put it on the board, Mike. Yeah, I'll put it on the board. Yeah. I'll yeah, have to look. There might have been some sort of uh, mayo hot sauce combination before, but certainly not. I don't think it was sriracha mayo, but uh, yeah, that's uh, it was certainly delicious. I'll even eat French fries with sriracha mayo or exactly. It's, watermelon. It's the best. Water- <laughs> no, okay. Whoa. I always go back to watermelon. My stomach is curdling just thinking about that. Thanks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right on. Right on. Cool. Well, that that wraps up our uh, back nine lightning round. Yeah, that's the back nine lightning round. It is for Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204 515 Three four four six. We also have his info in our show notes. And Jordy, this has been uh, this has been neat. Something different. Glad we could uh, connect with you and get you on. Chat mm-hmm. a little bit about uh, yourself. And yeah, you be the guest for the uh, first time. And yeah, maybe we'll have to to do it again. Maybe uh, either next season or sometime to wrap up maybe the Prairie Scratcher. Although I'm sure you guys will do a good job of that. <laughs> well, maybe after I win the mid Right, or that that's too, right. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. There's me putting it in the universe. That's Let's right. see if it comes true. Yeah, if it comes true, wouldn't that be uh, wouldn't that be something? And uh, that will just be the icing on the cake. And speaking of cake, you're going to get yourself a custom 8-inch cake from the Nick and Nikki group of DQs. DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park and the Food Court, DQ Neverville and DQ St. Anne's Road. You can also follow them on Instagram at DQ Manitoba. All right, thanks again. Best of luck at the Mid-Am and uh, all the other competitions that you're going to be in uh, this year and the Prairie Scratch Tour as well. Kudos to uh, what you and Ben have got rolling there. So we appreciate you taking the time and coming on our show. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thank you guys so much. Great com- uh, great conversation. And then I was going to say, JR, uh, mm-hmm. we can do a, a two-man better ball. Uh, sticks first, 18 over par pod. We obviously get 18 strokes. <laughs> 18 <laughs> strokes. The winner hey, well, gets a championship well, and a butterball turkey. <laughs> Sriracha mayo. Sriracha mayo. We'll negotiate on strokes, but we're in. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, man. Appreciate it. Have a good night. Right on. No problem, boys. And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. A hidden gem no more. Enjoy one of the top stay-and-play packages in Manitoba at Oak Island Resort and Golf, just southwest of Brandon. Designed by one of the most prolific course architects in the country, you can enjoy over 6,600 yards of challenging and unforgettable golf amidst beautiful prairie wetlands and some of the best putting services on the planet. Once you put it out on 18, relax in one of the four fully equipped cabins on site while your hot dog or burger cooks on the BBQ. Or if camping is your thing, you can stay at one of the nearly 400 fully serviced sites. Book today by visiting oakislandmb.ca. Des and Andrea would love to see you down there and tell them 18 over par sent you, and Mike and I will buy you around. 
That's oakislandmb.ca to book your stay and play package now, or click on the link in our pod show notes. JR, we have a lot of fun on this podcast, but I want to take a second to talk about something that has affected me personally. Every year, millions of Canadians suffer from brain freeze. It can happen to anyone. It's a hot summer day. You're aggressively enjoying a DQ cool treat, a blizzard, a dilly bar, or a variety of personalized ice cream cakes, and whammo, brain freeze. It hits you like a triple bogey. The good news is you can enjoy these delicious treats in a moderately sized bite. So get over to any Nick and Nicky's group of DQs and enjoy some DQ treats safely. DQ Northgate on McPhillips, DQ Pole Park in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. Go see them today for tasty treats.